0: Hello, welcome once again to Top Stories. I am Andy Zaltzman telling you what was the top story in a previous episode of the Bugle podcast. We're going back to April 2017 now. I was in Australia, as was the Great Barrier Reef, as is so often the case, and it was really making headlines for all of the wrong reasons. I was joined for issue 4024 of the Bugle for the first time by Alice Fraser,
1: And Sammy Shaw. Top story this week: Coral bleaching is catching on. It seems Um, (laughs) it turns out that basically two thirds of the unbleached portion of the Great Barrier Reef can now consider itself bleached. Um, That's basically been a change in its status. Um, Look, scientists are saying, saying this is a disaster and it's deplorable and it means the death of the Great Barrier Reef, but. We have to consider another aspect of this, right. right. I'm from Pakistan, and in India and Pakistan, skin bleaching is a very popular thing. <laughs> it's got we've got products called Fair and Lovely for women and fair and <laughs> Handsome for men, and they right. exist because you know the British colonized that part of the world ages ago and enforced a very different beauty standard. My grandmother used to love me more than my sister because I was slightly fairer. <laughs> Like seven percent fairer than my sister. Do and you have that? Sounds like you have that measured. Oh, it's very carefully right. measured. Your job requirements involve that. Yes. And the
2: thing to remember is that the Great Barrier Reef is off the coast of Queensland. It's close enough to the Gold Coast that it's subject to the same kind of intense body pressures. You know, bleaching right. of teeth, anuses, yeah. the whole lot. <laughs> There's nothing that coastal right. housewives I mean, this won't your bleach. Bugle Dave
0: and you've gone with the anal
1: bleaching very early <laughs> on. Out.
2: It's kind of like all in garden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's. I think that's just all it comes down to. It comes down to the the coral part of the Great Barrier Reef succumbing to Western standards of idealized beauty. Right. So think... you're
0: essentially saying that the scientists are shade shaming the corals. For, Absolutely. Um, we should, you know, in fact, CO2 rights activist Gurton Fleisch, <laughs> who is the uh, bio. Diversification diversification sceptic of the anti-environment pressure group Splutter World. He said, let the corals go for that trendy, faded look if they want. Who the f*** are we to tell the corals that they have to look the way society expects them to look? If us humans are allowed to bleach our hair, skin, clothes, toilets, or anuses, let's throw that into (laughs) the list, then we can't tell the reef it's not allowed to do the same. So, there we go.
2: To be frank, I'm glad the Great Barrier Reef is dying because I think there's too many awe-inspiring natural wonders in the world. (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) I don't have time to be struck with the incredible beauty of our biological environment. I can't even keep up with Netflix. So it's
0: going to make Australia a more efficient economic nation if people are spending less time face down in the sea snorkeling going wow look at that
2: yeah exactly so this is
0: a great boost for the australian economy you lose a bit from tourism but everyone's going to work a lot yeah
2: where's it. the entertainment value in coral
1: right you know yeah. Yeah. there's no
2: kind of we heart have- pounding serial narrative there
1: yeah it's old school coral please bring something more bring a plot element at least Coral, <laughs> there is one plot element we keep blaming the humans it turns out it's not our fault entirely. Starfish <laughs> deserve a certain portion of the blame. They call the crown of thorns starfish and they've ravaged the Great Barrier Reef by smothering and eating coral tissue. Right. And now scientists have found, and I'm, this is a real thing, that you can use the pheromones responsible for drawing starfish together... To kind of push the starfish away from the Great, great, great Barrier Reef. Right. Because that, that would work as a repulsive aspect or, and pull them away to other areas. Oh, um, I see. Well, so you just need to... So a horny starfish... Basically. ...can save the planet. Which I feel like this is a modern take on the ancient Greek play Lysistrata. Right. Where basically it's about denying sex to starfish to prove... <laughs> That the starfish v coral war needs to end.
2: I, th- I mean, they're luring starfish into massive orgies for science. I don't believe it's for science. I'll believe that. The <laughs>
1: that's, just, that's just a pervy scientist I, who's watching starfish. I cannot
2: erase the afternoon when my brother's teenage friends decided to introduce me to Japanese uh, tentacle hentai. <laughs> I know how weird people get about sea life. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't believe that it's for science.
0: I th- I'm, I'm from, <laughs> As from an outsider's perspective, I, I've got to admire Australia mm-hmm. on this, uh, this bare face balls. Because oh, basically, Australia famously stands on the shore of what is basically the biggest island in the world, a land with the lowest density of population per square kilometre of arable land of any nation in the world. Let's stretch it, any nation in the known universe, and that is according to no lesser source than Wikipedia, so it's a fact. And they say, despite all this to people desperately clinging to the precipice of existence and a boat, that there is no room. And at the same time, it can mark the release of the latest report on the environmental devastation wrought upon one of the world's greatest jewels of nature by flogging what can only be described as an inflatable grandmother load of coal to India (laughs) and claiming that is going to be good for the environment. Well done, (laughs) Australia. I admire that level
1: of barefaced balls. We don't do things by half measures here. Uh, uh, the, one of the important things that you learn when you become an Australian, I'm a new Australian. I've, been, I've had to learn the culture and tradition. here. And one of the big parts of the culture and tradition is you bullshit just <laughs> unblinkingly. Just without like, you just basically like no man has existed in Australia before the British came here. And then you <laughs> hold eye contact until the other person leaves. <laughs> That's how it works. It's beautiful.
2: i have got a plan to pump cold water on. Uh, to slow down the bleaching, which uh, is basically like standing in a house fire pouring a cup of water onto your wallet. (laughs) Make sure you're preserving some of the values, but the whole house is on fire. What the fuck are you doing?
0: There has been a a backlash against the uh, Great Barrier Reef. Some are claiming that the reef is a hoax. Donald Trump has just tweeted that he's read on Infowars that the Great Barrier Reef is made of Lego bricks. There are kind of a range of reactions as to how big an issue this is, ranging from, holy shit, this is the harbinger of a global mass extinction that's going to make the dinosaurs look like they're alive and well, via, this is an irreversible destruction of one of the greatest and most beautiful mega-treasures of nature, to, oh, my snorkelling holiday's going to be slightly
1: compromised. So um...
2: The thing to remember is, people don't kill coral, people kill coral. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And starfish, horny starfish. But yeah, we need, we just need an election campaign. We need to make the barrier reef great again to trend on Twitter and we'll be fine. Alice, I'm going to ask is, is there any hope for, for the reef? Can we, uh, I mean, because some
0: scientists have said that, you know, it's now too late to to fix it.
2: Well, I think what we need to do is put put a positive spin on this situation because I think a lot of people are too worried about the you know other nationalities coming in and mixing up our beautiful white Australia. At least we're we're somewhere where we're increasing the white population of Australia. <laughs> <if> you... <laughs>
0: One way to solve it would be the invention of a time machine, Uh, but we're still some way from being able to turn back time despite the best efforts of the British and American electorates. (laughs) Even if we did manage to get back in time, we'd still run into the same problems that have held back environmental efforts over the past few decades, which is essentially people saying, uh, yeah, 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 whatever.
2: (laughs) Um, I I think the important thing is that we are taking back Australia one delicate microclimate at a time. Right. (laughs) <laughs> Some people are claiming that it's just a natural thing, that coral lives, coral dies. And I think it is It is natural if you consider, you know, human predation natural.
1: Yes. But that, that's like saying when you murder someone that it's a natural thing because they live and they die. Yeah, it's just accelerating the process yeah, and saving yeah. everyone time. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually everything dies. We're just helping entropy along. That's all. Well, thanks for lightening the mood, Sam. <laughs> Eventually we're all going to die. Happy listening, Bugles! <laughs> that's my that's my next fringe show.
0: <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode of Top Stories or any episode of The Bugle and think, oh, I'd quite like to see that in three dimensions, do come to see the Bugle live show on tour in the UK in March of this year. Tickets now on sale on the internet, specifically at thebuglepodcast.com. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat